Welcome back to the Transformers Nitpickers Podcast Show. I'm Paul. I'm John. And today it is, well, I guess it's season four. It is uh, season four, part one, The Rebirth, part one. It's going to be a long, long season. <laughs> yeah. uh, in the last episode, there was none, because this is a new season. <laughs> and we open up, Paul, with, uh, it's a gold bug and scattershot and somebody I didn't recognize. Uh, Lightspeed's there, too, yeah. Was it Lightspeed? I think it's most of the Technobots, yeah. And they're talking about how awesome it is that there's no Decepticons. It's a wonderful day, so they're all inside. Yeah, It's like, remember when you were a kid and it was a nice day, your mother always made you go outside and play? And go figure, as soon as it's a nice day, it turns to a shit day because scattershot picks up a hundred blips in the radar approaching (laughs) them. He's like, "Ah, there's about a hundred of them coming at us. There, There are a number of times in these next three episodes where somebody's like whoo i'm glad x didn't happen and x happens yeah, and then it immediately dies yeah <laughs> so uh then we cut to optimus and he's like falling down to a knee stumbled he tripped him he fell and he couldn't get up <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember that. and uh magnus <laughs> is like dude you okay what's going on and optimus he's this is optimus is really useless and and may i say poorly drawn yeah it, it, the thing on his head like in the center of his head it's gray it's like he's got a gray mohawk or something. Yeah, and there's like no real facial features. Yeah, it's pretty weak. Yeah. Anyway, he, he feels that something big is about to happen. He's been having these premonitions since he uh, oh, yes, yes. unleashed the Matrix at the end of season three. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Goldbug calls him right away and is like, hey, Optimus, all the Decepticons attacking. Well, that's pretty big. Yeah. Did you, <laughs> did you catch this bit here with Rollbar? I don't know who he's talking to, but were they rolling out? It was... He has a line, he's like, Decepticons? <laughs> and then another Autobot zipping by says, yeah, you know the guys that hate us? And like, <laughs> it was like they assumed no people who were watching had never seen Transformers. Yeah. And they were like, how do we s- resolve this entire thing and sum it all up in one line? In five seconds, yeah. Uh, so they go out and it's uh, oh, it's a, all the Autobots against a bunch of new Decepticons. Just like new oh, there's monster beasts. Oh, there's a gazillion new ones. Yeah. There's this one guy, and he's like, looks like an ape or it's something. It's face it's wingspan, it's Snapdragon, it's crap, it's this, it's mind wipe, it's who cares? It's the last season, and I'm going to cram as many new toys into this as I can. i got to pay for my coke habit somehow. Okay. Wow, he is still at it. Oh, my God. Last last shot at romance. Anyway, yeah, I guess. Uh, it, it's a big, crazy fight. There's a lot of explosions. And it turns out uh, Mind Wipe, uh, the Horicom bat, he talks like this, like, <laughs> like Dracula. He, and he can use his hypnosis. And like, oh, my God, why did, why do these things have accents? It's just <laughs> dumb. I don't know. It just kind of bugs me. <laughs> but he does make light speed go into reverse and just drive off a cliff. Yeah. <laughs> it admittedly is a set up for his power becomes important in the next couple episodes yeah but uh then punch i didn't i'd forgotten about punch yeah i remember there were ones that could uh switch from autobot to decepticon yeah or something i forget what they were called but i i do remember the toys of them but i don't ever remember i don't think i ever even saw these episodes as a kid to be honest i i'm with you there but punch sees wingspan and pounce enter autobot city i think metroplex but he's like what are these guys up to i'll find out as a decepticon and then it's like 
his colors change and that's it. Yeah. It's like Clark Kent puts, <laughs> takes the glasses off. That's all it is. But now he's counterpunched. Yeah, so uh, exactly. Wingspan and Pounce break into a vault and they're looking for this key thing. And Counterpunch arrives and he's like, hey, what are you guys doing? You want? Yeah, need some trouble? And they're like, get out of here. And he's like, yeah, my counterpart. Yeah, piss off. We got this. But he talks about his counterpart to them. So does do the Decepticons think that Counterpunch is on their side but has Punch as an alter ego? Or do the Autobots think Punch is on their <laughs> yeah, side but think Counterpunch is on Who's side is he playing he could be a fun character mm. uh, especially if he has a drug habit and then he's got a weakness and they're both Except playing him this is anyway. his only scene so enjoy it <laughs> yeah. uh oh no he there's one later uh which we get to pretty quick but uh anyway so Counterpunch walks out, Punch walks right back and shoots them, and they're none the wiser. <laughs> and there was kind of a neat thing where Wingspan got him in like in a full Nelson and Pounce pounced him. Yeah. And they, they just put him down. And they steal this key. Yeah, it's which, like this pyramid looking thing. It's this black pyramid shaped thing. On a tiny base. It was odd. So they give it back to Galvatron. And he's like, let's get out of here. <laughs> it's like, yeah, Wingspan just gets inside Scourge, and Galvatron's like, all right, let's go. And then Prime Magnus are like, okay, mm-hmm. they're leaving. That, okay, we've been had. This must have been a diversion or a trick or something. What what's going on? Yeah. So they run in and they uh Galvatron sets course for Cybertron and they run in and this is Punch's other scene. They find him unconscious. Um and they're like, uh oh, something's up. Let's go to Cybertron. Punch has been punched out. <laughs> so they go to Cybertron, or we cut to Cybertron. Optimus and Magnus are gonna head there. And Yeah, they're gonna get all the troops in the shuttles and let's go. So we cut to uh, Danny inside Hot Rod racing against Blur through like a maze of yeah, sorts. They're just fucking flying down this thing. And like Daniel is inside Hot Rod, no seatbelt, no helmet, no nothing. Oh, no. It's fine. In, in it's fact, fine. Uh, like targets come up of Galvatron's head and yeah. Danny starts leaning out the window shooting laser fire at them. And this kid's a fucking crack shot, man. He, he must be driving 300 miles an hour. And he's like, gets them all. So it turns out this was a race and Danny and Hot Rod beat Blur. And this is when we meet a whole bunch of new fucking Autobots. Well, yeah, it's nice to see RC again, but then there's these other guys. There's like a the the one that takes it's brainstorm is the one that starts yapping like talking first. Yeah, and 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 Blur's like, oh, no fair because uh, Hot Rod had Daniel. It's totally fair because there's even more toys. It's brainstorm. It's Warhead. It's Kukas. It's Cerebro's Hybro. I don't even know the names anymore. I'm just making toys. I'm making money, bitches. Oh my god, how many more of these has he got up his sleeve? (laughs) There's a lot. Anyway, uh, they they mentioned a few of their names. So we have Brainstorm and Hardhead and uh, Cerebros. There's one named Highbrow who points out, uh, Blur says it's no fair because uh, Hot Rod had uh, Daniel's help or something. And Brainstorm kind of had this idea for a while, kind of like somebody else I know. It's uh, what I've been saying all season! That's what I was thinking as soon as I'm watching this. I'm like, he is so fucking vindicated. He was, he called it, and... Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, his whole thing is that, yeah, if humans and uh, Autobots work together, holy crap. Yeah, Hyro even points out, like, it's a human partner, not a human operator. Like, they're not taking total control. It's like symbiosis. Yeah, exactly. In fact, like, the, the Autobots are... At at the beginning are like, yeah, I don't want a pilot. And they're like, no, not pilots, partners. Yeah, exactly. Optimus and Cup. This is another one of those X happens. Optimus and uh, Cup call in, or Optimus calls Cup, sorry. And uh, he's like, hey, the Decepticons are on their way. And then the Decepticons arrive. Yeah. Very, uh, well, and this thing that Galvatron has apparently is is the key to the plasma energy chamber, which oh, is, yeah, uh, apparently it's where the original Autobots were made because we're going to retcon again. 
<sighs> oh, we're gonna wreck anyway, on everything no in this one. And, and mentioned. So they have to. The whole thing is you just have to protect. Don't let uh, Galvatron get into the energy of the plasma energy chamber. And this thing is just a huge MacGuffin the whole way through the story. Uh, <laughs> Pretty much. The, the Decepticons arrive, and the aerial bots come in right away, and then we meet a new type of Transformer, I guess. Yeah, is Galvatron's it's like, six, six shot. shot, show yeah. them what a one Decepticon army is. And this He turns into just... six things, that's why he's got six shot. I'm so genius, I'm an ideas man, I come up with great names. He's, I don't know, he's a robot, he's a, a tank, he's a lion robot, he's now, a... Wasn't it a wolf? Shut up, he's a gun, he's a car with guns, he's a spaceship, I don't know, buy it, make me money and bonus. He is just throwing shit at the wall to see what sticks at this yeah. point. Anyway, but Six Shot does like a <laughs> classic toy move. Goes through every transformation. Yeah, he does. He, he turns into a tank, shoots down air raid, then he turns into a giant wolf, and yeah, and it pounces on fire flight, then another, then another tank thing to shoot slingshot, and then a fighter plane to shoot down skydive. Then he turns into a gun that Cyclonus uses to shoot down Silverbolt. Like, couldn't you do all that shit in one mode anyway? <laughs> They, yeah, they, they literally, that was an order from above. Hasbro was like, you sell this fucking toy. And they were like, okay, okay. <laughs> anyway, the, the Autobots load up into a shuttle uh, and they fly down into, oh, sorry, they witness Scourge go down into the plasma yeah, energy Yeah, Scourge chamber. is like playing Santa Claus coming down the fucking yeah. chimney into this building and the Autobots get in this shuttle and fly in after him and it shows them flying down all these tunnels and things and it's it's, it's kind, kind of, of like the millennium shots. falcon going into the yeah uh, that's what i was gonna say actually, in return of the jedi it's yeah. more like in space balls when they go into the uh statue of liberty's ear in the okay dead <laughs> reference so uh the <laughs> i totally lost my place talking about space balls oh scourge gets into the plasma energy chamber mm, he gets there and puts the key in and uh, all those like arcs of electricity start coming out and a bolt hits him and it overloads yeah. him. And then the shuttle arrives, and while he's being overloaded, Spike and Cerebros, they get the key back, and they get in the shuttle, but the plasma, I guess the energy chamber itself just, like, sends out an energy wave and blasts them into space mm. right out the chimney. Yeah, commercial break. And this was, a, like, when this commercial break happened, I thought, finally. This was a long first act. Yeah. So we go to uh, Galvatron. He comes down, finds a deactivated Scourge, and just wants to rip him apart, calls him Tinfoil. <laughs> yeah. But Cyclonus is like, uh, Tinfoil can't talk. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like that And one. Cyclonus takes the time to reactivate Scourge. Yeah, and then Scourge explains uh, what happened. And, like, they didn't defeat me. This fucking wall defeated me or whatever. It overloaded me. And then Galvatron orders Scourge, and whoever these guys are uh, to follow the Autobots and destroy them. So get out of here. No, go no do he, it. except not quite what he, he orders Scourge to go and find the Autobots and destroy him. And then he orders all the other ones to watch Scourge while he does it. <laughs> and just to keep an eye on him, which is not practical. Scourge is like the Decepticon ultimate whipping boy. Like he just, <laughs> yes. everybody shits on him they and really he still do. sticks around. Yeah. So uh, we go to the Autobots and they're flying in their ship and they crash into a planet, into the ocean on that planet actually. Mm, like, like the engines give out and I'm thinking oh wait, it's just going to come to a stop in space but no, no. Finally Sir Gravity. Isaac Newton got a hold of these guys and momentum actually carries them into the damn thing yeah <laughs> so they they the ship they kind of wash the ship on the shore and they have to mm. run away and kaboom it explodes now they're trapped there and, yeah and meanwhile they're just uh 
they're being watched by two of these green skinned creatures in very tasteful clothes. Yes. One Ooh. of who it, it talks exactly like Freddy from Scooby Doo, like it's Frank Welker's oh, yeah. real voice. And he's he's used his real voice like four or five mm. times in this show. And and uh, the guy that's with him uh, mentions uh, these don't look like machines of the hive. It's like mm-hmm. okay, who's the hive? Okay, mm-hmm. I guess that's interesting. Then we cut to Scourge very quickly. He picks up the trail of the Autobot ship. And they track them. And then we go back to the Autobots as they're doo-doo-doo strolling along. And Cups tells some dumb story about the Regulon metal mongers. Regulon 4. Which yeah. never, like Regulus yeah, is never comes back. And then these green people lasso them. And uh, they're, they're really shocked when Spike steps out. And he's like, what are you doing? And they're like, you're an organic talking to a synthetic. Yeah. Well, they even call fuck? him a human. Yes, they do, yeah, actually. It, it, and it's like uh, one guy tells another one named Firebolt. Uh, they have humans with them, and another one's name is Haywire. And you can tell his name is Haywire because he's got black hair and blue clothes, and he's not standing in line. That's a very obscure East Coast Canada '80s <laughs> music so, reference. You can have that. Oh, so um, Optimus. Oh, we cut to Optimus, and then uh, he, the Opt- Autobots are fighting the Decepticons. Is it on Cybertron or at Autobot City? There were a number of cutaways to Optimus just in battle. Yeah. A few times where people are inside something, but when it cuts to them, you see clouds behind them. Yeah, there's a little bit of that. Uh, so Optimus, I think we just cut to him to find out he wants to find the key. Yeah, he and sends Fastlane and uh, Cloudbreaker off to get the key, and then he orders the Autobots, roll out! And then we cut to the green people again, and they're like attaching bombs to the Autobots. They're going to yeah, they're gonna blow them up. And, and we, we find out they're called Nebulons, and the oh, Nebulons yeah. think the Autobots are hive machines. And uh, they're just about to throw the switch in, commercial break. And then when we come back, before they can blow them up, the Decepticons arrive. There's kind of a light, uh, there was a line here where they were like, friends of yours? He's like, no, not friends. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, Spike convinces the green people, the Nebulons, uh, hey, free the Autobots, and they'll help fight the Decepticons. <laughs> we'll get stomped into guacamole, is what he <laughs> That's a dollar extra. Yeah. So they do. After some back and forth, Spike convince them. And the Decepticons kick their ass. Like they just mm-hmm. beat the shit out of the Autobots until the Autobots get the idea. Hey, let's attach these bombs to the Decepticons. Yeah, let's use these as weapons, right? And it works. The Decepticons run run away. But in this fight, though, at one point, RC is in one of the Horrorcons jaws. I don't know his name. And uh, it's just shaking her back and forth. And uh, Daniel somehow lands on his head which kind of distracts him so he drops rc but then he snaps daniel out of the air flings him around and then just tosses him aside and is like holy shit like there's no way this kid is still alive Mm. oh no like that shattered every vertebrae in his body Mm. and uh when we do find out that like yeah he's almost dead he has to be on life support and the the uh what are they called again? Nebulons? Uh, the nebulons are like you know we can help him but we can't do it here we gotta get him to the the medical facility whatever they call it and in the spirit of retconning there was a line where rc says something like oh please do he's my dearest friend in all the world and like since when <laughs> meanwhile springer's standing behind her like hey remember me yeah hey <laughs> what the actual fuck yeah. so uh we go to uh hardhead and brainstorm and a couple of the two soon to be headmasters trying to get through this forest and there's all these like robotic tentacle snake monster things yeah. and oh and then some of the nebulons are like dude you can't get through the forest and they're like fuck you we'll go through the forest and then they can't get through the forest and they're like ah we couldn't get through the forest uh and, and then they tell the autobots they finally you know okay right, this is what's going on here on this planet like here us nebulons work for the machines mm-hmm. which work for the hive oh. led by lord zara mm. who lives underground <laughs> and uh, yeah. we i don't no, we don't see them this time but i think it just shows like a brief clip of them from behind like shadowy figures all looking 
like sitting in like thrones and things, looking at monitors, watching them. Yes, 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 yes. Um, which and uh, the Nebulons think, you know what? If we could use the Autobots' bodies, they could defeat the Hive because us Nebulons have the know-how. But we can't do it. We're not strong enough. But the Autobots have the firepower and the strength, but they don't know how to do it. But if we could just work together Ooh. in symbiosis, we can beat these guys. And they all agree it's the best idea. And Brainstorm's like, let's do it. They'll go through with it. And then uh, who is it? We have RC, Brainstorm, Hardhead, Highbrow, and Chrome Dome take off their heads. Mm-hmm. Spike's like, I, I'm sure I can modify you guys. Nothing wrong with a little head. But uh, Cerebros is like, I'm out. No, I'm not doing this. Yes. I don't want to fight anymore. He mentioned that earlier in the episode, too. He's like, no, I, I'm sick of fighting. I just want to. No. And he walks away. And uh, RC makes a point like, I want Daniel. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Here you go. All right, back near the beginning of this one, when the crash land on Nebulon, and the Autobots are walking along, wondering what they're going to do without a ship, and suddenly Hot Rod takes charge, and everybody is fine with that. You know, makes sense. I mean, he was the boss until not long ago, but that's interesting. Here's a guy who never wanted to be the leader, who had to be the leader, and who hated being the leader the whole time he was the leader, and looked for every opportunity to make someone else the leader, and was glad when he was no longer the leader, is now the leader again, at least of this little group. So there's that. Like, dude, you're not Rodimus anymore. You're not the boss. Nobody expects you to take charge. Cup is right here. Hell, at this point, I'd put Spike in charge. Spike pretty much does take charge. Well, there's the end of the Rebirth Part 1 on the Transformers Nitpickers Podcast show. Next episode will be Rebirth Part 2. Good place. Uh, And until then, you can find two people on Twitter. God knows what I'm going to do at Part 3. I'm at John Sobey. Paul's at pmcpherson1. Yep, make sure you rate and review us on your podcast app, whatever it is you listen to us with, and tell everybody you know, tell all your friends. And until next time, keep on transforming. (laughs) See you next time. Dracula.